Greetings, dear friends! Today in Alatra TV studio we welcome the esteemed Igor Mikhailovich Danilov. Greetings, Igor Mikhailovich. Greetings. Today, of course, the presence of Igor Mikhailovich is very inspiring, because the topic of today's program is very serious, very acute. It is global climate change on the planet. The report on the problems and consequences of global climate change on Earth. This is the ultimate reality of today. We can only state the fact that the events described in the report are becoming the reality within the specified time frame. In fact, humankind has been less than 50 years. Seismic activity. Seismic activity is increasing around the world. The geography of earthquakes is expanding. Their frequency and magnitude increase significantly. The unpredictability of earthquakes causes tremendous damage to the population of the affected regions. Under extreme conditions, not the event itself is so terrible, but rather the animal-like behavior of people with a consumer worldview. What can we, people, do today in order not to become victims of egoistic thinking tomorrow? New tectonic continental faults are forming on the planet. Cracks and faults. A sudden appearance of giant cracks and gaps is being observed all over the world. A serious deformation of the Earth is happening. Tornadoes. The merciless force of nature strikes settlements, destroying everything in its path. Tornadoes are getting stronger, and today they can already be observed in regions that are not typical for them. Volcanic activity. Pyroclastic clouds. Mud flows. They pose a threat to nearby settlements, forcing people to leave their homes and depriving them of their livelihood. Misfortune never comes alone. Volcanic eruptions are accompanied by high seismic activity. They provoke formation of landslides and cracks, as well as development of tsunamis. They lead to crop failure, hunger and disease, as well as accelerate global climate change on the planet. Fires. Abnormal heat. Destructive giant wildfires. Abnormal heat. Hurricane wind. Fires burning down entire cities. 
The fiery force of nature, against which people found themselves helpless, despite all their technical advancements of modern civilization. Disasters are on the rise, and we are unable to withstand them. This cannot be avoided. In the face of a global disaster, the entire civilization, with its wanted technical progress, is nothing but a big soap bubble, helpless before nature. Snowfall, large hail, abnormal frosts. Snowfalls even in the deserts. Africa, Europe, America. There are sharp temperature fluctuations on the planet. Record frosts and snowfalls paralyze the life of entire regions. Hail, destroyed crops, damaged power lines, buildings and cars. Earth's magnetic field. Anomalously rapid shift in the North magnetic pole relative to the South Pole of the Earth. These significant changes cause serious problems not only in the failure of navigation equipment, but of other electronics as well. What extreme consequences can this lead to in the near future? Melting of glaciers. Glaciers are rapidly melting at the poles. A sharp increase in temperatures has led to prominent reduction in the size of sea ice extents. This results in the rise of the global sea level and changes in the ecosystems. Climate is changing. And tomorrow, your normal life will change beyond recognition. Are you ready for this? Hurricanes. Powerful hurricanes of destructive force are striking our planet more often now. The force of nature brings huge masses of seawater onto the land, causing sudden heavy floods, storm surges, mud flows and landslides. Natural disasters overlap one another, causing record damage to people. This affects all aspects of people's lives and their safety. There is a threat to health and life, shortage of food and fresh water, loss of property and livelihoods. What is it like for those who have survived to start their lives all over again? Typhoons. In the consumer society, even with humanitarian loss on paper, every victim in practice remains facing their own troubles and problems afterwards. Landslides, heavy rains 
in downpours, cause terrifying sudden landslides and mudslides. They take people by surprise. These natural disasters bury roads, buildings, and entire localities under the ground. Tsunamis. Thousands of tons of ocean water sweep away everything in their path. As disasters strike, they result in the death of people, leaving behind uninhabitable coastal zones. Tsunamis entail a threat of environmental catastrophe. Floods. Climate is changing. And it will only get worse in the future. Everyday life of everyone will change beyond recognition. Are you ready for this? To lose your family, your loved ones, your home and your belongings? What have you done today to make tomorrow different for you and your family? Refugees, you're watching just a video and your consciousness is saying that this doesn't concern you, while someone is going through it right now. Can you be sure that tomorrow this won't happen to you and you won't be a part of similar disasters? And someone will be watching a video with your participation and just like you now will doubt that this is happening. Refugees, people without bread, without a penny in their pockets, are forced to illegally migrate to other countries in order to survive, while you are now being warm and comfortable. Consciousness is telling you, who needs poor beggars, and even more so in my house? But the truth is that this is a common misfortune, and it will affect everyone, including you. And tomorrow you, together with them, will be looking for a safe place to survive. Now you're looking at this as at something alien, but tomorrow you'll be forced to walk among this crowd. And after tomorrow, you'll be forced to live together with those whom you came to and who wasn't happy to see you. You wonder why this is happening now. Where is the civilized attitude towards people? Where is the help of international organizations that must take care of people? Where are they? Where is it all here and now? The truth is that the bureaucrats to whom the society entrusted the solution of these problems are also people of consumer thinking, who sit and watch videos in their cozy offices. And instead of actually helping people, they keep writing fakes for the world mass media. But the reality is that already tomorrow they will be walking alongside you among the crowd of refugees and repent that they did nothing when they had the opportunity to change a lot. And this is inevitable as the sunrise. All you've seen is just a part of the events that took place within one year. And if you don't want to notice this, if you turn away from other people's misfortunes, then it doesn't mean at all that tomorrow this won't happen to you, your home and your family.
As of today, probably every person understands. Looking at what is happening in the world, looking at what is happening outside the window, that global climate change is inevitable, and it is growing at a tremendous speed. Now scientists are concerned that it's necessary to undertake some actions, to do something, and do it urgently, because very soon, after 2030, it will be impossible to change the situation. And this is exactly the information which you, Igor Mikhailovich, told people. You said it long before the scientific world realized it, so to say. You talked about what awaits humanity, about the fact that there would be these ever-increasing cataclysms. You talked about many other things, and you told people what awaits them in the future. And at that time, of course, it seemed to be unrealistic, because it came back that 40 years ago you told people that the Soviet Union would collapse. And, of course, at that time they couldn't believe in this news. It was completely unrealistic back then, at the end of 70s. And you also said that TV would hang on the wall like a picture. You mentioned that every person would have a telephone in their pocket. But probably the most unique thing was the knowledge that you conveyed to people, certain individuals, scientists, 30 years ago. And this knowledge was partially included in the reports on climatology and physics, the opportunity to publish which presented itself in 2014 and 2015. People then shared, took notice of, and observed how the events were developing, and indeed everything you talked about came true. At the beginning of 2018, the program It Is Coming was released. People do in fact know the increasing rate of global climate changes in those regions which you talked about then, which you mentioned then. We know a lot about what is so far unknown to the masses. So a question arises. Is it possible to somehow make this information more available to people? The thing is that people don't want to hear. When, let's say, one's ears are covered by the devil, and we've already discussed many times what human consciousness is, the person doesn't hear. No matter how many times you tell him, or how many times you explain it to him, if it doesn't suit him, he doesn't hear it. Now, if you and I were talking, say, not about how a person can come to the spiritual world, but we were talking about magic, how a person can become rich, happy, and how he, as an ordinary person, can learn to possess enormous power, but all power comes down to doing something bad to a neighbor. Believe me, that's what they would perceive and hear. And now you've just mentioned telling people more. But what for? To spread panic? Well, let's recall, here you've just given an example that 40 years, 30 years ago, we talked to people, right? And let's recall that seven years ago, when people guided by altruism, having learned about what is coming, hurried to somehow help people. And where did they go? To mass media. They addressed TV channels and journalists. Well, every one of us remembers how it ended. How many TV channels began to call them sectarians and schizophrenics. 
who are talking about things that wouldn't occur to anyone in their right mind. And so I wonder, where are these journalists now, when everything that people said has indeed happened? But it happened afterwards. And what are you talking about now? Do you think people care about it? I'm sure they do care, Igor Mikhailovich. Very few of them do. While the majority of them care much more about how to make money, how to feed themselves, because we are talking about the future, about what will happen sometime. Even if it happens in a week, but it will happen in a whole week. Well, I want to eat now. I've got so many problems. At work, at home, in the family. That's what people are concerned about. After all, human consciousness say, it keeps him in its grip so much and creates so many things to worry about, that it's not the future a person wants to think about, but just this minute. Well, what can we say, if during a day in human consciousness, well, let's say, more than 80% of thoughts are totally negative, Will a person really think about anything good, about any kind of future or something? Well, I doubt this. Igor Mikhailovich, you've just spoken, of course, about those people, those journalists. Well, indeed, they do understand now, seeing how events are developing, seeing what was happening and how quickly these scenarios started coming true. I'll tell you something else. When seven years ago it was told about what was coming, and when it happened, then trying to help somehow. Anastasia Novik also announced something. Well, what was the reaction? None. Because people's thoughts were about something else, they were directed at something completely different, although much could have been changed, but people didn't want to. Igor Mikhailovich, it's just that, well, a lot of time has passed since then, and it seems to me that the situation has now changed, and participants of the Alatra International Public Movement are an evidence that people… The movement participants, yes, but the majority hasn't changed a bit. But they also felt, you know, those people… I'll put it simply, nothing has changed over a thousand years. But now it seems to me, even in the last year, people are changing so much inside themselves, and the environment around them is changing, and… Those who want to, but there are just a few of them among billions. Well, isn't it so? Still, in my opinion, especially now, at such a time, people really need prophecies of what will happen, what… Hmm, prophecies. Sorry, but I'm not a carpenter or a shepherd, and I'm certainly not a prophet. The last prophet was Muhammad, peace be upon him. Well, I'm just a masseur, let's say, a masseur futurologist, if you will. And futurology forecasts, which, well, somehow came true, could be attributed to a coincidence. After all, this is what consciousness will tell people. Well, you know, Igor Mikhailovich, circumstances are kind of a bit different now. Still, I'm sure that most people really do feel, and they do trust their feelings more. So, of course, we understand. Well, those who feel and trust their feelings, they don't need our forecasts. But still, somehow, it would be great if people 
in such a difficult period of life, when… Is it really a difficult period of life for them now? It's not an easy one, you know, people were waiting… Let me put it this way. Now is not an easy period of life for those who understand what is coming. But for the rest, life is wonderful, just as it was 20-30 years ago. So it remains. It's just that their personalities also sort of feel. Everyone feels inside. It's not even attitudes here. Yes, to address not so much their consciousness, but… But consciousness doesn't let them understand what they feel, and it prevents them from making the right decision. Isn't that so? It's just that… Do you know what humanity's problem is? The problem of entire humanity and of each person individually is that people don't understand elementary things. They don't understand that the most important and most basic, the most valuable primary resource they possess is time and their attention. And this is really true. Every wasted second of life takes their life away. People don't understand this. And this is true. For them, life is precisely this world. And whatever will be, will be. After all, they've heard enough of different things for many years and about those very predictions, how many times they were mentioned, right? Yes, what also comes to mind is that, as people also told, when as far back as in the 90s concerned people came to you, back then there was a lot of hype in mass media regarding the possible end of the world, when people were expecting that the comet would collide with Earth, in particular the comet shoemaker Levi 9. Back then, people came to you with these fears and were concerned that the comet would collide with Earth. You said that it was still early and that we wouldn't let it happen. Indeed, after some time, it was observed that the comet changed its trajectory and instead of moving towards the Earth, it broke into fragments which collided with Jupiter. Here also, let's say it was such a mysterious event, even for scientists themselves. Because at some point, of course, they say that Jupiter attracts with its gravitational field, acts as a shield, so it protects Earth, such a space safeguard. But those in scientific circles who know the specifics, they understand that what happened goes beyond understanding the laws of physics. When a comet enters the gravitational field and must get acceleration and go towards Earth, it immediately changes this direction. And even one person of authority in scientific circles, an astronomer, said that it was hit like by a racket, and the comet just crumbles into fragments, which later collide with Jupiter. What struck scientists most of all at that time was exactly the release of energy, that occurred out of a fragment. It was so large-scale that, according to preliminary data, it was 600 times greater than the entire nuclear potential on Earth, and the immensity was enormous. And to this day, in the scientific community, there is no answer to the question, how did this happen? Although you had told people beforehand that there wouldn't be a collision. Let's say that was an accidentally lucky forecast, nothing more. Such a topic of the end of the world in recent decades is, of course, very frequent. And there were predictions in 1996 from different people, when there were speculations fueled in the world mass media that the Earth would again collide with a comet. 
this time with a Hale-Bob comet. But it didn't happen. We remember the year 2000 when people were waiting for what would happen at the millennium, waiting for the chime of bells, what would happen, but nothing happened. But, of course, the biggest hype in mass media was concerning the day December 21st, 2012. This is the time when the Mayan calendar ended, and there were various predictions, both that this was the beginning of a new era and that the Earth would collide with some planet X and that some kind of cataclysm would happen. Everyone was getting ready for this. Well, in fact, no one was getting ready. They talked about this a lot, but, in fact, no one believed in it. It's interesting, Igor Mikhailovich, that it turns out that December 21st, 2012, it was exactly on this date that the system focused its attention the most. What is this date? Well… What happened on December 21st, 2012? I would put it this way. This is the beginning of the end or the beginning of beginnings. What really happened? A lot happened. This was the beginning of the time of the crossroads. That's what actually happened. A countdown started. Now, if we take the cycle of human civilization, it is 12,000 years, while the small cycle is the time of the crossroads, is the time of people's choice, what they choose, to live or to die. And the twelfth year, it has defined itself this way. Simply put, December 21, 2012 is the beginning of the crossroads, which will last, this is easy to calculate, here we are again making futurological forecasts, for 12 years. Whatever humanity attains during these 12 years, that's what will be. And what is the period of implementation afterwards, after the choice? It's not hard to calculate. But these are definitely not hundreds or thousands of years, or even decades. Again, how much time is given for the implementation, the fractal repeating twelve small cycle? That is, during this time, and this can happen either immediately or a little bit later, but not longer than this period. And we must understand that if such events occur, they don't occur instantly. This is a slow process, it is spread over several years, but if it begins, it will be irreversible. That is, in fact, humanity has a chance to make this inner step, this inner choice. Yes. Now. But considering how many people, let's say, are controlled by, how to say it politely, well, not by themselves, but by consciousness. Absolutely right. You've also talked about cyclicity. And there are also a lot, and scientists confirm what you've just said about the cyclicity of the processes. And But this was known. Yes, it was also known in ancient times as well. In ancient times as well. Do you think people don't know today? They do. It's just, you know… But it's not talked about so that there would be no panic or something else. Because people will give up. Well, when they give up, they'll stop buying. And what is the main thing for our civilization? Goods turnover. What should the consumer society do all the time? It should consume, shouldn't it? 
Everything rests on this, the whole meaning of human existence. A simple question, what is the meaning of our humanity? Well, everyone finds some excuse for himself, why he is here, right or wrong. Well, this is already a person's choice. But what is the meaning of the very existence of people, of humanity as a whole? They miss this point, yes, the point where everyone should arrive. But indeed, it was also said in religions, for instance. If we look at eschatology, it talked about the importance of human choice, especially during these times, the end of times, when an active position of people is certainly needed. Well, and again, you're saying the end of times. What do the end times mean? And how many times have these end times been announced? Well, yes, here, of course, if we look at how human consciousness now perceives information of any kind about the end of the world. Of course. Wasn't it announced a thousand years ago about the end times? Well, it's interesting how the system has done its job. That is, it's very… Eight years after Jesus left, the end times were announced. And so it continues to this day. And when mass media had developed, the internet appeared and the like, don't they talk about this? The end of the world happens almost every year. You've just been telling us. Well, it's interesting that currently even people themselves in society feel that it is close. That's the trouble of the humankind, you see. The angel which is inside a person, the one whom we call a personality, he does feel, he does feel the truth and he understands, but the dominant consciousness forbids him to even make a move. And immediately there appear lots of things to worry about for the person, some problems with health or some other ones, well, that are much more important than survival. Isn't it so? Yes. And if we look at it on the scale of humanity, then there immediately arise all sorts of crises, some complications, geopolitical, macroeconomic issues that come to the forefront, right? At the moment, generally speaking, the situation is acute, almost up to a nuclear war. It's interesting how the system in general has been preparing people. It turns out that any, any mention… And here you've brought up the key point. The system has been preparing people. It was brainwashing them. Of course. After all, it's been said, no one knows when it will happen. But in reality, no one knows because the choice is up to people. But when the choice is made, well, then everything will be clear. This just confirms that such an activation of the system, precisely within these generations, yes, which live now, who come across this information, this also confirms that the events will actually occur within the generation that was brainwashed by means of consciousness, by means of mass media. And after all, people indeed distrust this information a bit nowadays. Some people think that this is a joke. Of course they distrust it. Some people think that it's a lie, that someone wants to profit on them once again. But isn't that true? And how much profit was made? Well, they are constantly profiting. You've just mentioned 2012 and how mass media, let's say, promoted all this. How many people have profited from this? Did people believe? No, they didn't believe. Consciousness doesn't believe it. It doesn't believe to the point of no return, so to say. But when an understanding comes that this is the end, that's when the panic begins. Well, then it is pointless to do anything. It's just at this moment how important it is for people to be ready and stand together at that point which people will come to, in order to… Well, I'll put it this way. 
No one knows right now what choice humanity will make. But whatever happens, it's much more important to gain life now and to correctly distribute the main resource which I've mentioned — time and attention. What a person invested in is what he becomes. If he invested in life, he gains life, and then it doesn't matter what will happen. All people who are here are mortal. Sooner or later, everything ends. Nowadays, time is passing much faster, and everyone feels this. And there's a process of time acceleration. Recently it was spring, and it's already autumn. Well, isn't that so? And everybody notices it, even kids. They say when a person is little, time goes more slowly, while for an adult it runs faster. Well, the question is, what do you spend this time on? And if you waste it on earthly things, and if you live, let's say, just for today, well, in this day you will remain. While it's important to enter tomorrow, which will be endless, that's what's important. Well, such people have nothing to worry about. Who knows what will happen tomorrow? And will there actually be this tomorrow? For them there definitely will be. That's what's important. Igor Mikhailovich, at the end of the time of the crossroads, if people make a choice towards the spiritual, towards attainment of life, in favor of… Then they will get 12,000 years, as they say, the golden millennium. But over time it will end again, and will again come to what we have come to now. This is inevitable. What do people have to do in order for the golden millennium to come, for this to happen? They have to become people, free people, free from the beast dictatorship. That's what's important. Do you know what the other trouble is? I would say that everything negative that is imposed in our society is done by less than 1% of the total population. These are the people who are completely controlled by consciousness as part of the system. Or, to put it simply, these are the ones who are manipulated by the devil. However, they are very active and very loud, while more than 99% of people are passive. And there are a lot fewer of them. There are a lot fewer people who are more or less spiritually free, more or less, I emphasize. Those who feel do understand, but they, like the remaining 98%, well, even more than 98, are also passive. But if all people stop being silent, then everything would change. And no matter how those other ones would shout and make noise, then, as they say, their screams would not be heard in our whispering. Isn't it so? This is the key point that in whispering, that the spiritual world is not loud or noisy or flashy, but deep, quiet, yet… Why scream? It is consciousness that screams. The devil is always noisy, fussy, because he's mortal, he's finite. From a human perspective, the system has existed for a long time, but in relation to the spiritual world, it's an instant. The system is like an illusion. Igor Mikhailovich, there is also such a question. The system imposes doubts on people, whether they will have time to unite. After all, so much time, it seems, 
We have said many times that no one divides people like the devil does. But the choice of people lies exactly in whom to serve the spiritual world or the devil. Isn't it so? Yes. It is precisely for this that this time is given. That's why they receive help. Well, again, it's impossible to make a choice instead of people. A human is free in his choice. This is the highest gift that a being like a human can gain. This is the right of choice to live or to die. You know, it's as if consciousness underestimates the role of people who can all unite. People can do a lot, and nothing prevents them from gaining unity. Absolutely nothing but thoughts in their head, coming from the devil, nothing else. After all, participants of Alatra International Public Movement are an example of that. And they prove this. Yes, they prove that people, by uniting, very quickly. Well, many people don't understand what Alatra is. We have no financial interest in each other. Nobody rips anyone off. Nobody imposes any religion on anyone. Because Alatra unites people of various religions. People are absolutely free and they unite. This proves the fact that people are able to step over Satan. And this is true. But for this you need to make an effort and spend your attention on what is good and to spend time on what is good. Then everything is possible. Indeed, you said that the system imposes division, but our participants are precisely an example of this unity, consolidation of people, because there are many different nationalities, so many people of different social status and from different parts of the world. They prove that simply… You see, nationality, statuses, yes. all this is imposed by Satan. There is no difference, believe me, there is no difference between people. Angel has no nationality, Angel has no gender, and has no earthly capital. These have nothing to do with him. These are all earthly affairs. Isn't that so? Of course. Well, so what's the difference between them? Who was he? Of what kin or something else? What capital did he possess? Yes, the main human capital is exactly that very Angel inside. It is solely the Angel that can get help from the spiritual world, while consciousness can get help from the devil, from the system itself, yes? If a person dreams of wealth, if he's eager and ready to sell his soul, as they say, not actually to sell the soul, but to betray the Angel inside, to betray himself, the one who the person really is, for some candy which he can get, but again, only if it's beneficial to the system, then the system will give him the candy. So what? No matter how many candies you get, what will you do with them? How much does a person really need to enjoy? Is it really a pleasure? A simple question. It's a pleasure for those who don't know what the spiritual world is and what true love really is, and what sincere and real happiness is. For those ones, a candy means something. But when you have something to compare with, that's the point. The trouble is that people don't know what they are losing, 
and will they trade their lives for? After all, every person feels that he is in this world not without a reason, that he came here with some mission, but consciousness immediately makes a substitution. And what do people start doing? They think that salvation is accumulation of some kind of wealth. And after all, the system also demonstrates and says that the one will most likely get saved, sure. who has funds, who will manage to escape. Escape where? No one will escape from this fear until he or she gains life. To escape where? There's only one gate. But a person must deserve it. Whom should one become? A sneaky devilkin or an angel? That's why they said and compared with the heavens that a person should break out of this sphere. The gate to heaven is inside a human and not somewhere in space. This answers the question of how spirituality is actually connected with climate and the climatic situation. Well, directly. Let's just say people can actually change many things. Can people influence climate or something else? They can. There are numerous examples of this. But the world is different now. I'll give a simple example. Let's imagine all believers of all confessions, of all religions, all clergymen and all saints, no matter of what dignity and rank they are, have gathered together and they have all started praying for a mountain to move at least one millimeter. Will this happen? No. Of course it won't happen. While the Alat sisters, whom we talked about, turned mountains into plains and plains into mountains. And this is true. And isn't it mentioned? People can do it. But what is needed for this? To become humans and to unite. But even in case of the most positive outcome, indeed, in just a little while, the time of the crossroads ends. And if humanity chooses the path of spiritual development, the path of unity, if everyone who is alive at least a little bit stops being silent and unite, even then we won't be able to avoid the most of the disasters that are already chartered, so to say. But we'll be able to survive. However, we'll be able to survive only together. And this is not a scarce story. You can't disbelieve it. Big deal, a Mosur futurologist is telling tales, you can disbelieve this. That's what consciousness is telling many people. And this is also true, isn't it so? They don't want to believe in what is bad but they don't want to believe in what is bad concerning themselves. You know, consciousness really avoids this topic by all means, because… Certainly, it avoids. And here again, you've raised the issue that by 2030 humanity will face problems that won't be possible to change. Well, let them try to make changes now. If all humanity stops generating, let's say, carbon dioxide, Nothing will change. And people note this. Everything will progress as it progresses now. After all, many of those very scientists whom you've mentioned, they understand perfectly well that the human factor in this case 
is insignificant. Yes, we slightly influence what is actually happening, but only slightly. After all, the problems that are happening now are caused by completely different processes. It is cyclicity, and it doesn't depend on people. And no matter what we do now, it will continue. It's natural. But the question is about the last day. Will it be or not? There is still time for people to make a decision. Well, again, consciousness will say, again, time, again, scarce stories. No, not scarce stories. Nobody scares anyone. And you shouldn't be upset about this. You don't have to listen to us at all. What for? You can live as you lived before, and everything will be just as it was before, but not for long. It's just that, you know, as a person pins his hopes on someone in these matters, or on religion, that they will save him. This is a very frequent situation, when in order to find a solution to some situation, people simply address God with some kind of an inner cry, ask for help. But again, what are they asking for? For example, people have gathered in a temple, and there is a directive from consciousness. If they are in a temple, they address God. But they are asking for the material, for the earthly, for the inevitably dead. And here note, people always scream in front of God, but they are silent in front of the devil. Why is this happening? A lot is concealed in this. It's worth thinking about. Also, a person hopes that the head of the government will save him. And we've talked about this many times, that a person always wants to shift responsibility to someone. But again, the heads of government, are they gods? They're people, just ordinary people. It's just that these people are endowed with power, because they wanted this power but they also get responsibility for this power. But there's a simple question, who will they care about? Excuse me, about a farmer and about someone who lays asphalt? Or about their beloved selves and their close ones? Well, isn't it so? About themselves, that is, a person is more focused on escaping, but as you've said, there is nowhere to escape, rather than on solving some issues and uniting with people. You know, I don't feel like talking about this. Because in reality, well, for people, will it help somehow? It won't help. While we will tell scare stories about what might happen, but it might not happen. Should we scare people? What for? People should come to God through love and not through fear for their skins. That's the point. You know why this question arises? It seems to me it's important to expand on a topic that one shouldn't shift responsibility for one's own destiny to those very scientists or to the heads of states, because that's how the system works. Of course. It always seeks some kind of mediation between a person. Yes, yes, you're right, always and everywhere. It's just when a person realizes that everything is in his hands. Just like a disease, right? A person is sick and he shifts responsibility onto a doctor. When it doesn't help, he shifts it onto another doctor. That doctor is bad, instead of really changing his lifestyle and stop being ill, right? Well, there are incurable diseases, this is also true. No doctor can help with diseases that are incurable. And to prevent humanity from an incurable state, what is needed? Preventive measures, first of all. And everyone should be doing this.
You know, what has also surprised me is that, on the one hand, a person shifts responsibility to those very scientists. They do something there, study something, most likely they will help us. And at the same time, there was a letter from a climatologist who says, I face this problem together with scientists. I sort of understand what's going to happen. It's very scary even to assume. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. I really don't want to see either my family or myself or the future humanity as kind of a participant of these apocalypse movies. I'm really scared, but everything I do is just working from morning till night. But consciousness closes his mouth too. Yes. You see? He avoids. Instead of finally ceasing to be afraid of these ghosts in his head, but to actually come out, to stand in front of humanity and to say, guys, but this is really so. Some are trying, but their mouths are being closed. They are deprived of their careers and everything else for the fact that these people are telling the truth. But when your choice is the life of your loved ones, your descendants, well, even if a person lives by earthly values, and what are the earthly values? Descendants, right? A person establishes a business, does something, for whom? For children, for grandchildren, for someone else. But what children and grandchildren can be there, even according to the most optimistic estimate? Pardon me, you might see your grandchildren, but as for great-grandchildren, it's unlikely. Well, isn't it so? So what should be done? Remain silent again? Because you will be fired or something else? Or stop being afraid and take your scientific evidence improve, defend your point of view. Maybe someone will hear. Well, isn't it so? And when every person in the same way… And when every person stops fearing Satan in his head, but really understands that he has the right to live, and he does have the right to live, and when he begins to speak out, then the world will change. But while everyone keeps sitting and being silent or thinking, well, yes, I'll speak out later, on Monday, the next one, well, who starts a serious business on Monday? Let's start on Saturday. Well, who does anything on Saturday? It's a day off, after all. I'll start on Monday. And it's like that every time. And then he forgot why he was striving for this. It's possible to live like that too. It's possible, if this is life for him. It's just how consciousness grows for people. Participants of the movement have also shared what it says, that at the moment when something happens, that in that critical situation, at that point of events, you will surely become humane, and you'll change, and you'll be… You won't become, and you won't change. People say that perhaps catastrophes are necessary, so that people go through this and become purified and humane. But experience shows the opposite. When the last bottle of water is taken away from a child, and when an old woman gets shot for a piece of bread, right? This is the reality of existence, because everything that is now imposed on people's heads is mostly violence, cruelty and survival at any cost. Will people become more spiritual when they have to share one bottle of water among all? There are heroes among people, I don't argue, who will give their share to someone else to prolong another person's life. There are, of course, such people. But in percentage ratio, how many of them? This is the answer. So what awaits us with such a course of events? Armed gangs? 
And all the movies that were made are a light fairy tale of reality that might be. We have said this more than once. After all, the system indeed foresees everything. We've already mentioned migration in the programs. Just imagine if at least a billion people begin to move for resettlement now. Mm -hmm. At least a billion. How will all this end? It's just interesting how it imposes, yes, even regarding the refugee issues, the issues of migration, such a position that refugees are victims. Aren't they the same people like you? And everyone has watched and thought, they will come to me. Why they will come to you? Why not you, my friend, who will go? Everything can be exactly the opposite than what consciousness tells you. You will have to go somewhere with your family, to a place where no one is waiting for you. Well, isn't that so? And then what? Some want to be given, others don't want to give at all. Why should I share? This is how the system imposes. And everyone thinks that someone owes them something. But the truth is that no one owes anything to anyone in this world. And this is really true. There is also such a positive example, the Alatra movement. Because of the time when the system divides people into a friend or foe of some kind, they understand that foreign… Do you know what they are thinking about now? those who are listening for the first time, that we are sitting here and advertising Alatra, terrifying people and telling that Alatra is so good and so on. Well, this is the truth. This is how consciousness works. But there are those who listen. But those who listen, those who listen, they know who we are. And what about those who don't know? How to reach out to those who don't know? One by one? Someone said a little here, someone said a little there. I'll put it simply. Imagine a factory where it's noisy, and you stand in a corner and tell the truth. Will you be heard at the other end? Well, but people are also tired already of this lie. Tired. And that's exactly the truth that sounds, one might say, even very… Ordinary. The truth sounds very loud, because… Because it echoes inside. And the point of it is precisely to learn to hear that whisper inside and to trust that instead of the yelling in one's head and to learn to actually stop this yelling in one's head and to stop being a slave controlled by the system. That's the truth. And this is what people primarily need to master in order to become humans, not animals. So we'll just return to the people from the Alatra movement, to those who joined, because… Well, okay, keep advertising. Because in that situation, which… Although I should say that, to be honest, I should say thank you so much, friends, for really being with us, for understanding and for what you do. This is true. It's very joyful that, you know, they inspire by their example so much. Of course. And because, first of all, there is this knowledge and understanding. First of all, because they're honest. Yes. And free. There is the knowledge, that's also very important. And the life is written on their faces, right? And life is certainly attracted to life. And that's why these, you know, life-generating processes are developing so quickly. The system only knows that it's necessary to prevent unification of people. Here's an example. On the surface is a dead desert. There's nothing but sand and there are deep cracks in the ground. 
It has rained a little, and in the morning everything is already green. Here's a simple positive example. The same is here. Life is attracted to life. And how quickly this has been implemented? And there is a positive point. Of course there is. Revival, yes. If there were no these positive points, and there were no chance, let's say, would we be talking with you about anything now? Why would I need it? I have things to do in other places. I'm not a forensic pathologist, I'm a masseur. My job is to help people get rid of pain, so that life would be, well, let's say, joyful and without suffering, right? Al-Jabir, the one who heals hearts. But I heal spines, you see? And it's cardiologists who heal hearts. It's a bit different. It's just, you know how, I'd also like to, I don't know if this is the right way to say, but to call people for consolidation, unity, mutual help. Because, you know, I even recall the words from the Bible, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And after all, even consciousness of each person doesn't know how the events will develop when people unite in spirit. I'll repeat, spiritual help comes from the spiritual world only to those who know and live by the laws of the spiritual world, right? Power is given only to the free ones. While if a person is in slavery, in complete submission to Satan, will help from the spiritual world come to him? A simple question. Why would anyone strengthen the enemy? It's like… Well, here's such a bad example. Imagine, my friend, you're walking alone, not bothering anyone. Well, it got dark and bandits suddenly appear. And you say, guys, wait, I have these amazing bats, take them for you, well, so that you don't hurt your hands while beating me, right? As I'm hard. Here's the answer. Sorry for the irony, but this is true, for better understanding. Igor Mikhailovich, today, well, we also talk about how important it is for people not to be silent, but to be open and express their position. And of course, well… It's much more important to understand to understand who you are and why you are here. If a person understands who he is and why he's here, and understands that these 80% or even more of thoughts in his head are negative and not for him, and he doesn't need them, if he rejects those illusionary fetters that Satan has imposed on him, because in fact it's Satan who has imposed them on him. Satan has no arms, no legs. His arms and legs are your arms and legs. After all, he just whispers in the head and a person is doing. He whispers in the head and the person is screaming. He prompts in the head and the person is killing. Isn't that so? It is. Satan hasn't killed anyone. It's you who kill each other, my friend. And this is true. If a person has realized this and simply stopped submitting to all this negativity and he puts his attention as the main resource in what is good and positive, in love precisely, in the spiritual direction, then everything will change. And then freedom might come, in fact. And after freedom, life will come.
And then, you know, it doesn't matter anymore whether the end of the world comes or not. For you, it will never come. It's the dead ones who are afraid of death. Yes, of course. You can really feel that. If you look at what is happening in society now, at what is happening in the world now, you know, there is an impression that the system is in some kind of agony in general, that there is some kind of confusion, madness of the system. So, does it know a scenario of its own? Let's just say the system is more than intelligent, and, of course, it understands the beginning of its end, in any way, either to eat human dregs in a dump for a thousand years, or there will be a restart, at least. So, it is even capable of such measures as self-destruction through these cataclysms and these conflicts, right? but with the hope that it will be revived later. Of course, it is capable, with the hope of a future revenge. Anyway, this is just a program, just like the system in your tablet. Well, this also expands the understanding, because people now understand that the system is doing everything possible to drain as much attention as possible during its near-death hour, in order to… This is energy reserve. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say, if a person has half a tank of gas in a car, how long can he drive? Or a full tank? Mm -hmm. Just a simple example. That's why the system is trying to fill up its tanks, so that they are full, just in case. Meaning… It needs this in any case. So it, it doesn't have a lot of options, it has only two. Well, to be honest, humanity also has only two options. So it turns out that, on the one hand, of course, how artfully the system is arranged, that is, it is pumping out this half a tank now, when a person becomes a sub-personality, having failed to implement. Well, this is in case of normal existence. Now we are talking about what is called the last day. Harbingers of the End Days. What is coming true? Spiritual and moral decline of humankind. The Holy Scripture of Christianity, the Bible, says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, slanderous, brutal, not loving good. In the ancient religion of Hinduism, it is said that in the last epoch of the cycle, Kali-yuga, practically all desirable qualities will gradually diminish in people. 
it will be a dark age, when a person's spiritual position will be ascertained merely according to external symbols, and on that same basis people will change from one spiritual order to the next. Where a feeling the belly will become the goal of life, and impudence will be accepted as truthful. Harbingers of the end days. Terrifying events, earthquakes in various places, acceleration of time. In the Gospel of Luke it is said, there will be great earthquakes, famines and plagues in various places, as well as terrifying events, including significant signs from heaven. In Islam it is also mentioned about the Judgment Day, Al-Qiyamah. In the Hadith it is said that the Prophet, may Allah bless and welcome him, said, the hour will not happen until earthquakes increase in number and time passes quickly. The Puranas, a sacred text of ancient Hindu literature. These ancient legends say about the horrors of the end of Kali Yuga, that during this period the citizens will suffer greatly from cold, wind, heat, rain and snow. They will be further tormented by quarrels, hunger, thirst, disease and severe anxiety. But even in case of the most positive outcome indeed, in just a little while, the time of the crossroads ends. And if humanity chooses the path of spiritual development, the path of unity, if everyone who is alive at least a little bit stops being silent and unite, even then we won't be able to avoid the most of the disasters that are already chartered, so to say, but we'll be able to survive. However, we'll be able to survive only together. As it is said in the book Alatra, the knowledge has been given to a person, and his choice and action depend only on him. And changes in the whole global society depend on actions of every person. For all living people, this is really the last remaining chance to spiritually save themselves and the civilization. It's just that so much is said about the last day in both eschatology and various religions, and we've also found that the eschatological literature of the first century BC 
talked about everything that you've been saying, and it was mentioned that the judge will come. And if I may, I will read this out loud so that… Go ahead, please. It is said that he was chosen and hidden by the Lord before the emergence of the world, and he'll remain before him until the end of ages. The reason why we've got interested in this concept of hidden is that in the previous program you raised the topic that Imam Mahdi would be present in a hidden state. They actually refer to the Holy Spirit here, if we speak the language of Christianity. Yes, and it was mentioned that at the end of times the Lord will reveal Him to people and put Him on the throne of His glory so that He would judge all creations according to the purpose for which He was initially created. But what's also interesting is that when He rises to judge the world, the world will prostrate itself in front of Him, glorifying Him and the Lord of the Spirits, and the voice of the Chosen Ones and the voice of angels in heaven will join the collective Him in the Garden of Life. That's right, in the Garden of Life. It's just… And the voice of the Chosen Ones in the Garden of Life. The question is, even from this perspective, does it really say everyone? Many are called, but few are chosen. Absolutely right. On the one hand, all people are chosen. They are in this world, they are here, they've already got a chance. But in this context, it is said about the chosen ones who have gained life. They are still here in the garden among people on earth but they are already chosen because they are already alive. And they do feel and understand Him, they feel and understand who He is. And their voice already joins His voice, right? Same as angels in heavens. The collective hymn. The collective hymn. Of the triumph of love. Of course. It's just that everything seems to already exist. In religions such as, as in Islam, in Christianity, in Zoroastrianism, a lot is said about the choice of people, and specifically the active position of people in choosing goodness. And yes, and that very cyclicity is mentioned, and everything else is talked about. Isn't that so? It is. Well, it's just, you know, it seems that scientists do their research one-sidedly, only in their own field, but completely and there's no holistic approach. Interrelated, yes. They don't look into related fields of science at all. Of course. And why has Satan divided people into religions as well? After all, it's actually Satan who has divided. He has even divided religions. We've talked about this a lot, so that people wouldn't see the entire picture. Because if there is an impartial view of the holistic picture of the world, of all religions, then whether a person wants it or not, he comes to what? To the universal grain. He comes to an overall understanding to what all saints come to. God is one. Right. And a person can come to Him only through love, and not through fright, not through fear or anything else. It's precisely fear that drives people into fetters and bondage, let's say, of the system itself. And again, a human being is not a God's slave. He cannot be a God's slave. And these are also substitutions. A human is a slave of Satan for as long as he is his slave. This is so. It's just, you know, in this period of time, you understand how important it is for people to share this knowledge, just in order not to see a stranger in another person, in order to see that consciousness is exactly the stranger. However, when people don't see this… And here you respond to the fundamentals of the fundamentals. After all, consciousness makes people separated and lonely. And so, why? We've talked a lot about this. 
Do people still feel lonely when they are among their relatives and friends? For as long as they are talking, laughing, arguing, even quarreling, they don't feel lonely. But once a person calms down a little bit and just closes his eyes, he feels lonely even among his relatives and friends. He's on his own when he's controlled by Satan. But when a person lives by the spiritual world, when God's love is most important for him, when he feels love in return, and life is actually arising in him, then he understands, no matter where he is, he's not alone. This is impossible when God is with him. When the entire spiritual world is in him and he is in that world, well, how can he be alone? And that's the point. The spiritual unites, while the devilish divides. It's just, well, it's so important for people to share with each other, even just in communication. To understand. To understand, right, and to be an example themselves. There's a simple example. I'll give a simple example. Two loving hearts love each other. They cannot live without each other. And all of a sudden, they are already enemies. And how many of such examples are there? And they feel hatred and envy. It's just, you know, these situations are like... After all, everything is fractal. They're like, well, these situations happen within the family. Also, if we speak of cataclysms, it's exactly like you said, refugees will meet those people whom they will come to. That it's absolutely the same when people don't know. And if you look at it from the perspective of the spiritual world, and they come, but you are actually coming to yourself. It cannot be said otherwise. After all, in the spiritual world, this is so. Well, aren't you happy to meet yourself? Well, they came. Well, there can be no disputes or any discussions here at all. Let's say no one will come to anyone with weapons, and no one will meet anyone with weapons, because it is dear ones meeting, the dearest and the closest ones who are always cheerful and who will always be together. What dispute can we talk about here? It's always possible to come to an agreement. It's always possible to… it's possible to resolve everything. Modern technologies can make even desert fertile. It's just this is not used. Well, we are not raising the issue of… For example, they are fighting the famine, right? Let me give… This is how the system works. The UN and many other organizations have been fighting famine for a long time, but there are more and more starving people, more and more people in need. And is it really impossible to solve the issue of water, of food? From the perspective, as long as Satan rules the world, no. Because for them it's much more important to serve the devil in their heads. Or, to put it simply, to make more money with no regard for everyone. However, what will you do with this money? Well, isn't that so? And from the spiritual perspective, it's easy. Everything is possible. Trees can be planted to replace the ones cut down. And it's possible to create conditions when everything will be available. Main thing. And there will be enough of everything. The main thing for a person is just to be oriented to giving love. Because, well, in the modern world, everyone wants, you said that correctly. The main thing for a person is to become alive. Then everything can be resolved. It's difficult for dead ones to understand this. While for those who, in whom life still glimmers, those do feel this and can understand. We've also raised such a topic 
the topic of resources, of distribution of resources. It's just that I'd like to touch upon this issue too, because in the modern time, of course, information has been widely promoted in mass media about… Yes, they say that artificial intelligence will have to deal with this in the future. But who deals with this now? Isn't it the system? What's the difference, whether it's someone who is controlled by it or… So, one person said that in the near future we will face global totalitarianism, supposedly for the good of humanity. Isn't it that way right now? A simple question. That is, the system diverts attention to some future, while here and now it simply implements… Of course. …its plans. Absolutely. But you know, it is also interesting what the system is playing on. On selfishness and on pridefulness of some individuals. The question is, where is pridefulness and selfishness of the rest of people? And why is this happening? Because everything is separated. Everything is divided and separated. There is no unity. And why is the system afraid of unity? When people unite based on their spiritual, in fact, in their best understanding of, let's say, their best spiritual impulse, right? is disastrous for the system. Meaning, all of its programs completely break down? Its plans. Plans. Of course, because it likes to plan. It doesn't see what's going on. Yes, and here, when there is spiritual unification of people based on love, understanding, well, this… For it, there is no way that's a part of its plan. It doesn't see what's going on when people are simply abiding love. And it doesn't know what to do about it. And doesn't know what to do about it. Of course. Totally invisible in how this develops. It's like a glitch in the program, you know? It's like a virus that can completely shut down a tablet. It's the same here. Well, this is very inspiring information, because for sure… Yes, yes. …this information breaks all these patterns of consciousness that arise in people's heads. It's okay, the system has plenty of arguments, don't worry. It will mend the broken patterns in people's heads. It's just, you know, well, we've touched a little on this artificial intelligence topic, but I understand how much the system wants to become a human substitute in those matters, where in their natural state, in the state of an angel, people are obliged to take care of one another, that is, to take care of another person, to give… He isn't obliged to anyone, it's a need. A natural one. It's a natural need. But the understanding that a person is obliged, obliged to pose as a kind person, it comes exactly from the system in people's consciousness. A person has to put on a mask of someone, well, like Mother Teresa, right? And to do good deeds for everyone. And why? Because no one knows who she really was. Well, we're not raising this topic. We've also touched on the topic of being kind, because there is such a typical pattern in people's consciousness as being kind towards everything, including manifestations of the system, even, say, in those moments when one needs inside oneself. Hold on. If you… I've already told about this in one of the programs. If a rabbit dog bites your left leg, should you offer it your right leg? After all, you really have to be kind to the sick rabbit dying dog that wants to bite you. It bites your left leg, but now it really wants to bite the right one. Should you give it your right leg, or what should be done? 
Well, you know, people don't have distinction. There's an answer here too. An understanding. Understanding. Yes, that one should be uncompromising, say, unyielding towards manifestations of the system, inside oneself first and foremost. And that's why the world is like this. You see? But here again we come to an understanding that everything has been given, how much knowledge has been given about it, how much it is. Yes, everything has been given. Everything has been given and told to the fullest. It only remains, as we said at the beginning of the program, to tell what may happen prospectively in this or that case. But again, the choice of people can change everything, you see? And no futurologist will tell you what will happen tomorrow, if people really want this. You know, if people went ahead and changed the situation, then it will no longer be that way. This opportunity is given to a human. The main thing is for him to use it. Igor Mikhailovich, are there, let's say, any ways to soften and somehow change? The future? Yes. This is people's choice, this is people's world. It's your world and you create it. But whether to Satan's dictation, or by the inner spiritual aspiration, well, the choice is yours, that's the point. Freedom of choice, this is really the freedom of choice, to live or die, to be or not to be. It's people who decide and choose, nobody will do it for them. Even the devil cannot dictate here what to do, how and, and how to behave. This is a choice of people. You also said that it's basically impossible to avoid cataclysms, but they could be not so their consequences could be not so… Yes, let's say, not so disastrous for humanity. Yes, but simply observing what is happening in the modern world, because, after all, there are many attempts to change the situation or to stop hurricanes. Humanity is just unable, well, here is important to take into account something else. For example, modern technologies, let's say, theoretically, they can make it possible to slightly decrease the level of wind speed, the destructive level of that very hurricane, right? But there's the energy conservation law. If they decrease it at one point, it will increase at other points. It's inevitable. And then, having picked up speed and steam, it will come back only with greater power. And what did they win? After all, everything that happens here in the visible world originates in the invisible world. That is… A simple example. You read and you see, and everything that you see and read originates there in the boards, and these are just ones and zeros, while here you see the text which you read to us. Here's a simple example. Meaning? That's where it should be changed. But again, it can be changed there, as long as there is energy in this tablet. And today we've said that, well, to put it simply, humanity can recharge its tablet, otherwise its battery will simply be removed. Also, Igor Mikhailovich, well, what is now happening on Earth? There are numerous earthquakes, of course, the entire arena of fire is simply shaking now. 
and the magnitude of earthquakes is increasing, as well as their frequency, and people already observe them in those regions where this hasn't been typical at all. And people describe and confirm exactly what was said in the report regarding the fact that Earth will be split. That's what we are observing now. A big number of cracks, a big number of craters all over the world. The neutrino emission is also a particularly special topic now. You know, it is a new one in scientific circles. The fact that Antarctica is pierced by a flyover of neutrinos of extremely intense power. As a matter of fact, the neutrino emission has started long ago, and this is mentioned in the climate report. It's just that the flow has now increased to such an extent that it can be detected. But this is actually… it's not news. It's just that, you know, the intensity of what is happening staggers by the fact that people don't believe. They refuse to believe that it's coming from the Earth's bowels, because if this is really so, then it's quite scary even to imagine what processes might be reflected on the surface very soon. Well, they are actually reflected. Why does the water go away? Why do cracks in the soil appear, as you say? This is basically a single process. After all, in actual fact, intensification of rains, drought increase, climatic changes, so to say, tropical rains which started in our region, all these are a single process. It cannot be considered separately, you see. This is like, well, let's say an organism. An organism is an organism as a whole. If we take one organ, forgetting about the entire organism, we will never cure it. Right, there is also… It's the same way here. Yes, and we sort of understand, well, what global warming are they talking about, when we see that it's even snowing in that very Africa, in Algeria, in Morocco, in Saudi Arabia, right? Meaning some people aren't warm. However, temperature is increasing. Yes, for some… The overall average temperature is increasing. This causes melting of glaciers and many other events. Well, this is just one of the parameters that can be measured and can be seen. But many things are happening which, let's say, people don't notice so far, but it is global. That's for sure. It was all written in the report, as well as, yes, and precisely in the report about climate. And it was written how all these processes, including neutrino activity and septon activity, are interrelated in general. Well, again, septon activity. For people, septon activity is something… it's not clear what it is. You see, this is also an interesting question. Physicists talk a lot about today about such hypotheses as, well, let's say, the string theory, about the fact that the whole world originated from one particle. Well, there are a lot of other hypotheses which, well, it's hard for a person, say, who is far from physics to accept all this. Why? Because it seems to be not just a fairy tale, but even more than a fairy tale. And what is written in the primordial Alatra physics report about septons, about the world's structures, something that was told God knows when, and they find historical evidence, that is, artifacts that clearly shows how one or another material part is formed from a number of these septons and the like. Well, this seems kind of fantastical. And the funniest thing is, that the physicists who are far from Alatra, when come across this report, they say, well, this is… well, that's a… it's not even a hypothesis, it's a fantasy, while the Higgs boson is reality. 
for them, not for everyone. Many laughs at this, of course. But for those to whom it was beneficial on the verge of closing this CERN, right? When they already wanted to close it, funding was cut, then here suddenly a discovery, the greatest, the landmark discovery, a timely one. Deep gratitude for the report, because, you know, at the time when they write their reports to each other in four volumes, very scientifically… Well-grounded and beautiful. Everything is very complicated. So let's take science a hundred years ago, which was written in a simple human language, understandable to all. It's right, but that very physics, whatever, electrical engineering or whatever we take, and take now, how complicated it has become. After all, it's not science that has improved, it's the language that has become more complicated. What for? So that a person would drop in and fail to understand anything, you see, unless he's from their circle. It's again division and giving it such a scientific form. That's why, of course, many thanks, because we understand how simple it's all made for people, how it's all made for a person to figure it out and understand that it is very substantial, very meaningful. And the most important thing is that it's not so much even about the processes, but about the ways out, about decisions that have to be taken. Well, the knowledge you've given, the knowledge that is being given from program to program, the knowledge that we have, the last 80 pages of Alatra, these are the very recommendations that people ask for. Even the report, which seemed to be… And it turns out it was talked about, it was given, but it's not enough for consciousness. But who is asking? Consciousness is asking. Meaning it seems like it hasn't been defined for it. Wasn't this talked about in the Bugalatra? Wasn't this talked about in the report? Wasn't this talked about in the programs? After all, one program after another, we talk a lot about the same thing, isn't that so? They want to keep listening. Perhaps you should stop listening and start acting instead. It's a question. You can sit and listen all your life. It won't help you if you don't act. I'll put it simply. Imagine, a person is sick, a doctor comes to him, and the doctor says, you need to take this or that medicine. The person says, okay. A day passes and a person gets worse. He calls the doctor again and says, doctor, but I feel worse. The doctor says, did you take the medicine? He says, why, am I supposed to take the medicine too? I thought I would talk to you and would feel better. Well, isn't that the way it happens in our case? Yes, well, you know, you say that one program after another, you speak and repeat, but there is another side, because people share the fact that when they hear something in a program once, something that gives them an insight, and they think that they will never in their life forget it. It will forever leave an inner imprint. And the next day they forget this. Yes, but what is also interesting… This is how consciousness works. Don't we talk about this? But what is interesting and why there is gratitude, because returning already to the programs that were released previously, being in that, so to say, eureka state, they understand that, but it was told about, it was given right there, but at the moment it was as if behind the information that was given. And for how long does this understanding last? Everything depends on a person himself. You're actually right, it all depends on a person. If a person wants it, it's enough for him to hear once, understand and never stumble again. 
But unfortunately, the majority are under such a total power of the system, that even a momentary insight is erased by consciousness very quickly. Why? There are too many distractions, you need to do something here, and do something there, and watch something there, and then the game of consciousness begins. It is tried and stereotypical and the like, meaning, a person forgets about the insight that he has got. Then he feels a certain melancholy, then he recalls and thinks, well, it seems that I sort of remember, sort of know, but somehow I don't have this inspiration. Yes, I must observe, I must work, I must get free, well, but somehow I don't want to. Why? Because of the power of this dictator in his head again. Well, isn't that so? Yes. But it is precisely given so that a person can get rid of this dictator. That's exactly what we are saying. If consciousness says, don't do it, then do it, especially when it concerns the spiritual. If it says, just wait, well, well, why should you do this or that? Yes, well, just lie down for a while and everything will pass. Just get up and go. That's the point. If it says to you, shut up, speak, and then you will see the result. But again, don't be confused when consciousness tells you. But consciousness has told you, keep quiet. The system is also cunning and can manipulate a person. It has to come from the inner. When there is an understanding from the inner, and you feel that you're right, then you have to do it the way you feel and not the way you want. And the question is, who in you wants? Is it you or is it your consciousness dictating to you? Well, isn't that so? There is already practical evidence of what you're saying, that's… And a lot of it. Yes, and people say that by applying this in practice, well, everything that you say, they observe how things really change. It's easier to breathe. It's easier to breathe, and that everything gets done. And there are no longer bad thoughts in one's head, and they begin to be controlled. And it turns out that the devil is not so strong as it seemed originally, right? One just needs to work. Yes, they said, they said the same thing about a lateral movement. You spoke about the fact that, well, many say, why are you always talking about the Alatra movement? I've just recalled the experience I'd like to remind people of. When people share that even encountering information, even seeing a billboard with a picture of the book Alatra, or finding a contextual advertisement in the internet, without even opening, without downloading it, something as if germinates inside at this very moment. And at that moment, when you come into contact with this information, you understand that this is, in fact, what's vitally necessary and important for you. And it's just, a lot of people precisely know this moment at some invisible level, the level of feelings, of this inner outburst and definitive yes. And, of course, it seems to me that even repeating the same thing over and over, one program after another, that perhaps, as you say, we do talk about this, but they reveal the topic from a completely different side, because we already talked a lot about Atlantis and about Berekes' treaties in the program It Is Coming, where it was said that it began with the story of Atlantis. But such a complete and broad understanding came to people only after they received more detailed information later. Everything you say and everything you share is very important. And here, Igor Mikhailovich, I recall that 30 years ago you told people 
about pyramidal complexes, about pyramids which exist all over the world. It's interesting that in the program Breaking the Laws of Physics, when a question about the pyramids was asked, you gave the following answer. I'd like to read it out loud. You said that this apparatus actually provides an understanding of what the pyramids were needed for. Can we at least give more details about these complexes? Well, I will reply with a question to start with. May I? What do you think? Did Imhotep build a pyramid for his descendants to organize tourism there and for his country to make money on it? Or for some other reason? And how many such pyramids were built all over the world? Yes, and they keep discovering them. After all, there exist much bigger pyramids, and all of them are built in a certain, let's say, in a certain sequence. And all of them are oriented towards Mount Kailash. Mm -hmm. Why does this pyramidal complex exist? Has anyone wondered why? What for? Apparently, for something more than mere tourism, right? Well, some people think that most likely also for health improvement, and some even believe that it's for storing food supplies. It's all consciousness. Consciousness reduces everything to what? To earning money and health improvement. Consciousness doesn't have anything else. It's a mean creature, in fact. It always thinks in terms of materialistic interests. But that's what distinguishes people, because in addition to consciousness, they have personality, which must look at all this more broadly and holistically. Absolutely everything we talked about today. After all, humankind has faced this before, and pyramids that have been found so far, thanks God. Those pyramids that were built, let's say, not in this cycle, that is, more than 12,000 years ago, well, if we take that very Kailash. Yes, a lot of questions arise here. Well, the question whether it was made by technical means isn't relevant anymore. Yes, it's surprising, of course. That is, it's not a natural formation. And it wasn't even made during the previous cycle. They are discovering pyramids now that are many thousands of years old. What were they needed for? Pyramids are among the most mysterious structures on the planet. Around the world, on all continents, from America to Europe, from Australia to Africa and Asia, hundreds of pyramidal stone structures have been found. Regular pyramids, truncated pyramids, stepped pyramids and pyramidal mountain complexes. Multitone structures, unique megalithic masonry, precise orientation to the cardinal points, pyramids, the construction of which required tremendous amount of force, time and resources, as well as knowledge of exact sciences. The pyramids continue to be found to this day. Some are hidden under the sands, others under the ground. The third ones became overgrown with forests. The fourths are hidden underwater. But there is one thing which is common about them. These unique grand objects were built in ancient times and represent a single global complex linked to Kailash.
and this raises many questions, the main of which is, for what purpose? Why were people willing to go to such enormous expense? It's clear that it was done for something global and super important that concerns all humankind. But this raises another question. How does it work? However, humanity has yet to answer these questions. Well, Kalash is actually such an interesting topic, because its facets are even called mirrors. That's why if we draw a certain parallel, even with a pyramid which is located in the coordination center, the question still remains open. We can talk a lot on this topic. The topic is actually very broad and interesting. It can be approached from different perspectives, from an archaeological, from a historical one. But if we approach it from a technical, let's say, from a functional standpoint, what the pyramids are, let's say, for, for preventing something. But the question is different. For example, what's the use of a car if there's no driver, right? People? Certainly. After all, to make the equipment work, there should be those who can use it. Yes, it's just that some time ago in the books by Anastasia Novich and Sensei IV, it was told as well that when Imhotep had been building the pyramid, the emphasis had been put on spiritual cultivation of people, right? On people, surely. And we remember Imhotep's times, yes? Even by historical descriptions, those that have been preserved. After all, it was an important era indeed. There were major changes during those times when he gave common people an opportunity to develop, to learn and to grow. Didn't he? He broke the system, in fact. That means humankind has a chance to somehow activate. Well, there's always a chance. This very pyramidal complex we can say yes in order to stop. Well, somehow won't work. You see, this this is not a tablet where you keep clicking all sorts of buttons to have it activated. It's different there. To have the pyramids activated, one needs spiritually free people and in sufficient numbers. It's just interesting, too, the most of people's attention is focused on the Egyptian pyramids, while the center is… Well, they were promoted extensively. They are. While the center is… Kailash, in Tibet. Well, in actual fact, we have two main pyramids. One is Kailash, and there is another pyramid, while the rest is just sort of retransmission. How important it is for people to understand the way the structure is arranged, especially now in these times, which are not so simple, so to say. Do you mean energy structure? Well, much has been said about this. Whoever wants to can read about it in the book Alatra as well. Everything's available, everything has been given to people. It's just, you know, another point that has interested is that a great number of people across the world today are describing some strange noises on the planet, and certainly mass media want both to raise this information and to provide some false records. People just notice that in all parts of the planet 
In some places there is a grating sound, in some places there is a whole brass band, in some places… Well, these are peculiar sounds. And again, they are caused by certain processes. But this has been known long ago, and the ancients wrote about it, that when it happens… The angel will trumpet. Well, we can say so too. These are just signs, nothing more. It's just that, even in the context of how this affects people's both physiological and psychological state, one understands how important it is, even in this respect for people, to realize how to avoid these processes, which are inside them and which cause despair, that it is exactly the spiritual that's so important. But again, why does despair arise in a person? Because he lives by consciousness. That very despair, that very aggression and all the rest are an integral part of the work of our consciousness. Who benefits from this? A human? No. Then who benefits? The system, ignorance, absolutely right. total imposition of some feeling of doom. But a person actually can, and he is obliged to actively resist the system itself. Can that very depression arise in a spiritually free person? Depression is nothing but manifestation of selfishness, based on despondency, well, something like that. But if this selfishness isn't present in a person at all, if he lives by other values, spiritual ones, by what is really important, well, how, how can it actually arise in him? And how can he have despondency from the system, you see? Well, this is again manipulation. And also, well, how cunningly it leads a person away from what is his natural state, his constant state, that's the state of happiness and joy. After all, nowadays people believe… It's a natural state, you're right. Yes, the fact that people nowadays believe that joy is some accidental state… Well, indeed, what kind of joy do people have nowadays? A person has found money, got some profit, something else, succeeded in something, and this is joy. Joy, it cannot end. Joy is a constant component, it's a natural component. But if it's transient, then, pardon me, it's a tried emotion, a temporary emotion. It's already the domain of consciousness, nothing more, when good pictures are replaced with bad pictures and so on. Well, good ones are rarely shown, while bad ones are frequent. So, every time, when a person is in a state of joy, does it mean that he is in the state of his nature and of the Holy Spirit? No, not every time. Again, it depends on… Well, the understanding of joy is perceived by people in different ways. If a person doesn't know what spiritual life is, then naturally it all passes for him. Joy is something momentary, based on selfishness and everything else, isn't that so? Well, these are different things, completely different, radically opposite love, happiness and joy, which emanate from the spiritual world, what a human being experiences as a personality, he doesn't care what will happen to his consciousness and body. Well, isn't that so? But when a person is under control of the system, when he is truly a slave of Satan, then manipulation from consciousness takes place. In reality, it's imposed programs in his head that are dictating to him, and the person perceives them as his own. They tell him, the whole world doesn't love you, you're such a poor little thing. And the person is lying there complaining and whining and just wasting Dr. Stein with his nonsense. While in fact it's enough to do what? It's enough to simply tell all this to go away, these thoughts along with this dictator in his head to actually start living to the fullest.
Just like a human is supposed to live, then everything falls into its place. And neither health problems bother him, nor problems at work, or problems with anything else in the world. And everything gets better, everything. After all, this doesn't matter when we talk about life and death. These are incomparable things. Well, isn't that so? Yes. But they are extremely important for consciousness. They are much more important than, say, spiritual freedom. Whereas in the understanding of consciousness, spiritual freedom is replaced by religiosity. After all, again, these are different things — religiosity and spiritual freedom. All this is simply work of the system on his pridefulness, just self-deception. But again, the question of self-deception. In fact, this is not self-deception, as they say, when a person is deceiving himself. But it's actually demons that deceive the angel, and not him deceiving himself. Also, Igor Mikhailovich, there is following question, which isn't yet resolved in people's heads, it can be found in people's comments, when they say, when I get cleansed from negativity, when I get cleansed from evil, then I will live. He will never get cleansed. If a person starts talking in such terms, when I get cleansed or when I gain life, he will never gain it, because it's Satan in his head that speaks for him. One should act, not plan. It's the system that plans. As if consciousness erases. Angel doesn't plan. Angel strives. If a bird planned every flap of its wing, it wouldn't fly anywhere. It wouldn't even take off. This comes from the inside. If it needs to fly, it just flies. Whereas, here is a simple example. Try to run while thinking about each step. How to place your foot, how your muscle should work. Will you run? Of course not. Consciousness simply wanted to control each step, right? And by interfering. Yes, of course. By assisting, it actually closes this path, creating such mindsets as, when I attain spirituality, you can attain a clerical rank, but not spirituality. And that's the point. Yes, and the other side of the fact, well, you'll never get rid of negativity, in a sense that it's a part of duality, right? Of your dual nature, that you can attain life even when, say, this negativity is somewhere in the background, something there. No, it's impossible. You'll never get rid of. It's again the dictation of the system. And in this case, it speaks about itself. I won't be able to attain life. Consciousness will never attain life. It's merely a program, and a program cannot live. It exists. Life and existence are different things. Therefore, on the one hand, it doesn't lie when it speaks of itself, but it's bad when it imposes this on the angel inside a person, when a personality perceives this as its own. That's when a personality becomes a part of what? Of the inevitably dead system. And it gets what it deserves. Everything is fair and honest. Regarding the value of life, for example, in the context of the climatic situation, the first basis of Alatra, the value of life, is revealed from a completely different perspective, because a person, it is about true life. That when a person feels this true life in another person, he'll never do anything, he'll never be able to behave inhumanly, because the value of life means the value of life of this angel that is in you and in another person. And this completely changes the pattern of behavior when the basis of all humankind is the value of life. Well, this is natural, of course. I'm saying it once again. Division exists in consciousness, while in the spiritual world there is unity. 
And it's natural that a spiritually free person, when perceiving another spiritually free person, perceives him as himself, and he'll never do him wrong. Never. It's impossible. What we have. This life is shared, one for all, the true one, and that very understanding of it. Its value is much higher than of anything earthly. Nothing earthly can compare with the spiritual life, the eternal life. That's the point. There is also this kind of notion that if you want to know what the society will be like tomorrow, look at what kind of information mass media supply… It today with. It today, yes. What mass media are feeding it with today. Yes. But this is really so. And who forms the market once again? After all, mass media also react quickly to the market. Whatever is in people's heads and what people are drawn to, that's what they are given. This is the market. Mm -hmm. As long as people consume, pardon me, a spoiled product, that's what they will be fed with. And in fact, it's just enough to stop consuming spoiled products. Simply not to consume. And then mass media will have to provide the market with what? With fresh, healthy product. Isn't it so? Otherwise, they will just cease to exist. Who chooses? People choose, you choose. If you want to be fed with, pardon me, spoiled products, then you will be fed with them. Well, isn't it so? And actually, if we look at the root of this issue, then in fact less than 1% are system slaves. We've already talked about this. They're the ones who dictate the system's will to these 99%. And these 99% agree and understand this, no matter who you talk to. After all, people all over the world have been saying lately that it's unbearable to watch the news, it's unbearable to read newspapers, there's endless negativity. Well, isn't it so? And no one likes it, but everyone watches, everyone reads it. Why? Because less than 1% of the world population imposes these directives on the other 99%. Guys, who prevents you from just stopping to do it? If it doesn't correspond to your demand, if, pardon me, this product doesn't comply with your taste and your wish, put it aside, turn it off, don't watch it. If everyone who doesn't like it does so, these mass media will have nothing left to do. They will be giving you what you want. Well, isn't it so? In order not to have the worst-case scenario, which… Of course, this is called a dictatorship of minority over the majority, for their own benefit, that's all. But you just need to really understand that you have the right of choice. In fact, this very freedom of choice solves a lot, including here, in this world, where the devil sort of reigns. He reigns in your heads for as long as you allow this. And in order for the situation to change and for the 1% to understand how many of us there, we must not be silent. Absolutely right. Yes, there are very few spiritually free people, but it's enough for them just to make themselves known, and the 99% will wake up, and then those won't be heard at all, and the alive ones will prevail over the dead.
In order to avoid a situation when 1% of the inevitably dead slaves of the system kill 99% of potentially alive people, we must start changing something, changing first of all in ourselves, and most importantly, not be silent about it, right? Then everything will be fine in the world. This understanding that Certainly, all people are absolutely equal in the face of that force of nature, in the face of those cataclysms that occur, and that, above all, everyone is equally given the same chance for salvation. Fairness. That the spiritual world and the one who will come into this world, he will come with fairness. Well, of course. That is, every person will be given an equal chance for salvation. And the main message of our program today is how important it is, is how important it is not to be silent, how important it is now, during this moment, first and foremost for yourself as well, first and foremost releasing responsibility for the destiny of all humanity, to confidently state and express your attitude and your spiritual position. Well, in either case, it won't hurt. No matter how events develop, we've already talked about this today. Spiritual salvation of a person is, first of all, his own achievement, right? It's clear that some people, we've mentioned many times, are trying to shift responsibility onto someone else, who will come, save and do. No. It's like a doctor, he came and prescribed pills, but it's you who should take them if you want to recover. If you don't take the pills, then pardon me, an ordinary cold can cause a complication with a fatal outcome. Isn't it so? That's why it's important here. And you shouldn't hope that someone will come and do something. We've said it many times already. Yes, in exceptional cases for outstanding merits before the spiritual world, peace can be granted. Well, and in rare, exceptionally rare cases, someone can be given salvation. But again, what makes you think it will be you, human? Isn't it so? What have you done for it? And again, who starts working here? Consciousness. Well, but I'm here, but I was born, frightfulness and the rest. For as long as it starts working, it's a one-way ticket, but in the wrong direction. That's why one should move, one should act. One should, first of all, be honest with oneself. And then everything works out for the best. Just to be a human. After all, the spiritual path is wonderful. What can compare with it in this world? The most valuable and the most important goal for a person is attaining this life. Surely. The most important value in life. Because every step is a particular victory over those demons. Every step is a step towards freedom, towards true life. How much every step makes a person free and gives him, you know, such an inner impetus, the sort of anisosmos and a boost when it comes to attaining life. And Surely, it's life after all. And what is everything based on? On love. Therefore, my friends, let's love one another. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Igor Mikhailovich.
Hello, this is the climate breaking news on Alatra TV channel, and we continue to watch climatic events around the world. Over the last years, we have seen a dramatic climate change. That a lot of new records causing widespread damage. Every day, we observe evidence of global climate change on the planet. And the weather is breaking new records. It is important to know about those natural disasters which happen in our common home. Unpredictable weather conditions inevitably reflect on the lives of many people and on each of us. Lately, on Earth, more and more events occur that previously would have taken decades. Devastating nature cataclysms are occurring at an increasing frequency. The number of countries affected by floods and their consequences continues to grow rapidly. Volcanic activity has intensified in various parts of the planet. The number of earthquakes is increasing. Reports from around the world Earthquakes, floods, activation of supervolcano. All these texts once again confirm that it is coming. In the program It Is Coming, Sigrid Yot, Igor Mikhailovich Danilov warns in which countries climatic cataclysms will occur in the near future. No matter how much this fact has been concealed, it has already become public. Our special correspondents from around the world will tell us about what is happening at the moment. Hello, I'm Safudzwa and I'm from Zimbabwe. This is Diadia from Guangdong province, China. My name is Brett. I uh, come from Sunshine Coast, Queensland, Australia. Milena, a Latro TV reporter from Atlanta City, Georgia. Jose Carlitos from Mozambique. Reporting to you from Mexico for Alatra TV. This is Alatra TV. I am John Cho from Qatar. with you from Alatra TV, reporting directly from Qatar. From Atlanta, USA. From Germany. From South Korea. Ramad Khan, Israel. From Rome, Italy. From Turkey. Alatra TV from the city of Ikutsk. From Thailand. From Moldova. From Georgia. Alatra TV from Vancouver. United Arab Emirates. Alatra TV. From the United States for Alatra TV. Alatra TV, South Korea. Alatra TV from Peru. Alatra TV from Germany. Alatra TV from Maharashtra, India. Alatra TV from Slovakia. Alatra TV from Vladivostok. Alatra TV from Italy. I'm from Ethiopia. This report is exclusively for Alatra TV. Alatra TV, Russia. Alatra TV, Turkey. Alatra TV, Canada. Dubai. Alatra TV, Lebanon. Alatra TV, Japan. Alatra TV, California. Alatra TV, Italy. Sao Paulo, Brazil. Breaking news from China. From Rome, Italy. From Jeju Island, South Korea. Doing a reportage in Mozambique. From Abu Dhabi, UAE. Alatra TV, Italy. Jordan, Australia. Spain, Czech Republic. Alatra TV, Germany. Alatra TV, Canada. Alatra TV, Maldives. Alatra TV, from USA. A typical environmental conditions continue in the east and southwest of China. Here is no a very rare in countries located at the tropical latitude. This is Hayden reporting for Alatra News as a special report. The hurricanes have been getting stronger. Uh, we were actually directly devastated by Hurricane Harvey last year. We didn't expect to get this much water. Nobody did. What is happening in the state of California right now? At the moment, forest fires have engulfed California, the most powerful ones in the state's history. Climate events are becoming ever more global and dramatic. Humanity is facing a global change, grandiose in its scale, affecting not only the climate, but also the shape of our entire planet. Are these environmental norms or anomalies? And what is happening to our planet now? Maybe it is time to face the truth. 
Nowadays, it's very important to look honestly and openly at the climate change processes around the world. Participants of Alatra IPM continue to reach out to eyewitnesses and locals. The program with the participation of Igor Mikhailovich Danilov, It Is Coming, Siagridot, has urged us to investigate what climatic hazards are threatening Italy. Today we will talk with a volcanologist, a leading researcher of the National Observatory of Vesuvius, Giuseppe Mastro Lorenzo. Our concern is that the Vesuvio, Compi Flegrei and Ischia volcanoes can enter the critical phase at any time and erupt. Millions of people are at risk. I'm on the island of Tenerife. The recent snowfalls that took place in mid-October were a surprise. Snow has never fallen on the Balearic Islands during this time of the year. We live in a climate that is no longer an Italian climate at all. As the residents of Florida themselves say, you can live here your whole life and never see snow. But at the beginning of this year, it snowed here. Witnessing these um, events, I didn't quite realize it was about climate change. It started with droughts. We were having uh, droughts and this year we're not having enough rain. We get three disasters, actually, for tsunami, earthquake and landslide. We get in one time. So the disasters, the accident, our city broke. The houses stay there and moving to there. Uh, yeah, I used to be a fireman, volunteer, and uh, the houses were completely overflooded, the streets were damaged, there some bridges were completely broken. We live on one planet, and everything that happens affects each of us. In recent years, we have witnessed severe dust storms coming from the Sahara Desert, dust storm of red danger level. There was a tornado. Lately, Japan has been experiencing a lot of snow in the winter, and some other big changes in the climate are happening. These landslides from the mountains were extremely severe, some cars were swept away. My village like, got flat last week. It's the first time in my life to see by my eyes. In my memory, there have already been three such grandiose hurricanes in the winter period, with a lot of casualties. A fire um, is actually probably now the worst in all of California history. Um, uh, this area like just burned savagely. No bad problem because uh, it's in some countries, some country no half rain. I could see wind gusts tearing down billboards, and some plastic boxes awning, etc., were flying everywhere. Fragments of buildings were breaking windows and destroying cars that were parked nearby. So many people are left without homes. Cities are actually half destroyed. Literally in three to four minutes we flew out of the house, put on what we could, grabbed the bag with warm clothes, ran out on the street. We ran to the car, got into it and had no idea at all what to do and where to go. I was awakened by a mighty terrible rumble. It was an earthquake. Strangely enough, it is a very rare event in our region. All the more, we have never faced it in our life, except watching it on TV. I'd also like to say, at that time there was an understanding which brought my consciousness to its wit's end, that this moment could have been the last for me and my family, that this moment could have just stopped. The world is changing its shape right in front of our eyes. It is difficult to ignore what is happening since we all are witnessing the global climate change. 
However, the causes of that change is much more deeper than it seems. In the report on the problems and consequences of global climate change on Earth, effective ways to solve these problems, it is said, given the impeding global cataclysms, people themselves need to start changing their attitude towards themselves and society here and now. After all, you do not know who you will be tomorrow, a refugee or a host, and what your chances of survival in any given situations will be. One day we have to, to move to other countries because the water is the level of the sea is increasing, for example. We would be happy to have a place to live and uh, to live friendly with, uh, with everybody. Then, for sure, there are cultural differences, and languages and so on, and everybody has to make an effort. Uh, is a, the difference between uh, to have and to be. You are not what you have. You are what you what you are. If you if you don't have your stuff anymore, it doesn't change that you are still a human. So that if something happens that I will be forced to leave my home and move to another part of the planet or continent, I'd like to know that there will be people who are willing to help me. But I will be sure of this only in the case when I, myself, will be that person who can provide shelter and share food. Yeah, I, don't, I think the most important thing is to think that it starts with you. It doesn't start with someone else, but it has to start with you as an individual. The scene is that in my country we lack these kind of views. There is a climate change. I believe in that. It's very important that this information goes through. It's not hidden by people who want to hide this information because they are just protecting their business, which will suffer from this. And people don't know about this. It's very important. We are living on one planet, and this planet is a ball, and the wind goes around the planet, and the water goes around the planet. So it will have an impact on everybody. I think it's good that you are doing this research. And I hope that you will get more response and more support from people for your research that will have an interesting outcome. And just support our planet, support all your neighbors, and this will help quite very well. And I think we need to focus more on things like this with individual news information that is firsthand, hands-on, from people who are actually on the ground. And if people would focus more on the human aspect rather than the probability of it, I think we'll sway this fake news or whatever this trend is. Now, each day we're becoming more and more one culture, like one world culture. And sometimes you say like, yeah, they are so different. But when you go there, you realize they're not that different. And then it's so nice to to connect with them, you know, and then start like talking to them and realizing they're like people just like you. And it's so nice because there's this cultural syncretism. What we can do as a society is to be better informed, be careful, and especially not to ignore these events. Society must be sensitive to these situations that surround us, and there must be interaction between citizens. But as soon as we are in relative safety, then you should give others an opportunity to be saved by sharing the little that you have. Because at any time, there may be someone who is in danger. And this aspiration to help each other that exists in people is felt very much. If someone next to me is doing this, 
Then I try to do this as well, since it helps me to feel better. I believe our nature pushes us to act towards others as we would like others to act towards us. Let's put it in this way. The good part of our soul pushes us to help others. People need to communicate and love each other. We need to seek and find our true nature, realize that we are one family. When all people feel that, you know, like we are on the same box, mm -hmm. you know, yes. We accept each other as brother and sister, we can help each other so we can preserve the human race. You see, from all the explanations that I've heard, I haven't come across any better than the one in the programs with Igor Mikhailovich. The one that such trials are given especially for the purpose of testing the spiritual readiness or level of humanity's development. If it is developed sufficiently, it will get through this period. If people are ready to help each other, which they are, as can be seen from the events of floods, earthquakes and volcanoes that are happening nowadays, when people hurry to help each other, to help the ones who suffered, and only if the humanity is able to come and help each other on a larger planetary scale, for example, people from Africa will come to help people from, let's say, America or vice versa, then we can save and support each other. A feat is not when you've performed some action and received a reward. A feat is when you've lived your whole life as a good person. The knowledge we've received from the books by Anastasia and Novak makes you realize that what's needed now is unification of people, unification of spiritual principles from the standpoint of the knowledge that we've become aware of. People should live in a humane way, learn what they've been given and start living in a new way. We express our gratitude to everyone who takes part in making breaking news episodes, to Alatra TV volunteers and eyewitnesses, scientists and experts. Each person is not just someone who informs us about what is happening on the planet. First of all, he or she is valuable as a friend. They are friends in terms of worldview, and we can keep doing even more together. We have one place of living, the Earth. One nationality, mankind, one common value, life. Thanks to which we can adequately fulfill ourselves and the meaning of our existence in a higher spiritual and moral aspect. What are we doing so that tomorrow, when large-scale cataclysms come, people would not be hostile, but would love, would be on friendly terms and help each other? And there are many positive examples when people change their attitude towards other people, from consumer-oriented to the constructive one, changing the situation at work, in the family, and so on. And when such people unite, the world changes. Alatra is recognized on the global scale as a unique platform which unites scientists and professionals from different fields of science, eyewitnesses and like-minded people from all over the world. Thank you for that. And I think this forum and what's going on with Alatra is excellent because it's bringing people together from across the world. It's using technology like we're using right now to talk to each other so that we can really look at what's going on. And yes, this is the exact kind of forum that we can have. The more international it is, the more people that are able to talk to one another, the better off we'll be. You listen to a person through a screen via Skype or whatever from another corner of the planet. And you get this feeling that any situation in the world unites us all. 
and concerns all of us. Very positive and a very necessary movement just from the little bits that I've seen so far in, uh, in the direction that as a world we need to start moving towards. I think for the change to really happen, it would take for all the humans on Earth to really want the same thing, to want the same goal. Look into yourself and decide who you want to be. All things are connected. And it is our consciousness that tells us we're separate. And this is where Alatra comes in. Because Alatra becomes a support system for each of us to do the work, our own work, and to realize that we are completely connected. My soul, it says, all people are equal, no matter what religion you have. Christianity, or Muslim, or Hindu, or any other religion, right? It has nothing to do here. Simply, all people are same. Because we're a human being, you understand? You see, we, we, we live in this land for as a good relationship with everybody. To love each other, to respect each other, that's the most important things. So when you are free inside, so if you are not poisoned with political views or other information, so you can see the real person, what it is. Something in every one of us. What is inside a person is more important. It is the inner world of a person. There is the world in which we live, right? And there is the spiritual world. It is just as real, more than real, than the one we see, we can feel. Maybe I'm black, I can be someone who is white doesn't mean we are enemies. So if he or she has love within himself or herself, and must have the same love within myself, I think it's nice. In our understanding, the word love is pronounced Sunji, and the words with the same root, Sunji, means joy. So the first and most important thing in life is, of course, love and joy. You don't look at their religion or nationality, you look at the friendship. People are united by what's common, and it is love. Of course, our soul is the most valuable for every person. And only the soul, because thanks to it, we really are humans. In the presence of the spirits, we have light. There is something that we feel, and it is hard to describe or explain it. In order to develop empathy, you have to be willing to, um, to have a serious conversation with yourself to teach ourselves and each other how to listen and how to respond in a way that's respectful and compassionate is the, probably the most, first and most important step. I think attitude is the main thing. Attitude towards you is the most valuable. With love, it's the same. Attitude, love, you can see right away how you are being treated. And this is the most valuable, I believe. We, res we want to be respected and we need love in forms and brightness in the heart. And we love to be appreciated and also we will be happy when we show our appreciation to the others. And that is those 
what we have in common in that as together. The most uh, we have in common is our search for happiness. I think everybody wants to be happy. Whatever my life is, it is necessary to find an inner foundation. And as I said earlier, it is love. And love is connected with God. Love unites people and makes them happy. This is very important when there is friendship and love, that's everything. Putting our hands together, um, respect, acceptance, these are very, you know, significant and very important. So that will make people together. So we have to be together. We all have a humanity. That's the one thing that binds us together and something no one can really take away from humans. And that's kind of the unique ability of us. To do something for others, to bring uh, uh, bring smile on their face and uh, see them happy and to save them. Uh, that makes me happy. Humanity, being sensitive to one another um, <laughs> and to be unite. And to be careful. Kindness and, and love for other people is not a currency. You don't do it expecting to get something out of it. Uh, you do it for its own sake. Just do right to people and stuff all the time, and that's what I think would help everybody. It's important to accept people as they are. There is a place for all of us here. First of all, we must reveal all the best that is inherent in us. I really want to leave after me not just footprints, but also the light. This is probably that impetus which inspires, by means of which I want, I want to make the world at least a little bit happier. It's important to plant this grain of kindness since childhood. Teachers at kindergartens and schools will plant this grain and you will have a large audience because there will be only good people on earth and that's what I wish for you. Good attracts good. The most important quality of a human life is probably that he is able to love others. No matter where a person is, here in Bashkortostan, in Russia, or let's say in Italy or Germany. He should always love people in our surroundings. The world will be more wonderful when people from different continents, republics or regions are friendly. You yourself understand that when people are friends, I think that the world becomes more wonderful because of this. No matter where you are in the world, what nationality you belong to or what faith you profess, each of us has children, everyone is someone's child, we all have families. Even if something went wrong, in the end we still come to the origins. Believe this is the starting point when regardless of nationality you belong to or who you are, you shouldn't forget that to a certain extent we are all one big family and we can always find mutual understanding on this planet. We are all the same. doesn't matter whether you are advanced country or you are poor country. We are all human beings and we are all fighting for the same thing. Because God creates everything beautiful in this world. We don't want destruction, we want 
peace. Out of all this nervousness, just get into the positive mode on himself. And once he's able to do that, he's able to start loving other people. If you conquer your ego, you won't obey any shaitan. It's only the ego that is played by shaitan. Shaitan dictates. And how can you defeat shaitan? Well, just try it. He says, for example, you're walking and saying, I'm gonna hit him. That is shaitan saying this. And you immediately respond, no. Has he done anything wrong to me? That is, you fight this shaitan. There are people of different nationalities, of different views. But the desire to comprehend this truth is similar. It is like finding God. This is what actually is uniting people, striving for this wisdom, for the truth. And once you start loving God, you love everybody. You see everybody equal. God is one everywhere. Yeah, I think if there's one thing that could unite all the, all the people in the world, it would be love. I think love is as important as uh, oxygen and water. And love is the opposite of uh, animosity and hostility and all the other things that may lead to separation or dividing. So with all this fact, no doubt that uh, love is the actual key if uh, humans unite, regardless of everything, uh, religion, nationality or color or everything. If we just take a closer look at the world around us, we can see that religion and politics are attributes of this material world. While spiritually nothing divides us. We must step away from the consumer community that has been formed at the moment and find in ourselves. There is a very good parable about the single grain of truth in the book by Anastasia Nova about the fact that we need to find this source in ourselves this single grain and multiply it. We need to bring something good into this world, so that after us there will be a better society, a better environment, a better planet, and most importantly, this is reflected in our better inner world, so that love, mutual understanding, mutual assistance would reign here. That's what we need to multiply. I believe in just being as good, true and honest person as you can be. Talk to each other and embrace this and embrace that we can connect. We're all related, we're all human. Love means warmth, kindness, that which a human soul carries. In people, there is something that can divide, but there is something that on the contrary can unite. If we focus more on this, then people will love each other more, 100%. For all people, no matter black, white, Muslim, Jewish or Christian, there is one uniting thing. This is love. God for me is a supreme being, the being of the entire world. God cannot be defined in one word. God just is. This is what we believe in. Maybe he is not visible, but he does exist. We're all very different, but all of us are united by trust, faith and care for each other. Love is the most important thing in the world, the most wonderful and valuable feeling. So it is very important to change yourself, and then others will follow your example.
There is no need to talk about good. All you need is to do good things. This way people will understand and they will learn from our behavior. They will adopt it. They will be impressed by our choice and will start improving themselves. That is, you need to work on yourself. And this work is connected with society. The responsibility towards society rests on us. The body will disappear while the soul goes to heaven. And after that, there will be God's judgment. It is necessary, as they say, to understand this basic thing. The main thing is to love, as they say, according to the commandments. And to live according to the commandments means not to do evil. Anybody who loves God, he, in our concept, he has to love mankind as well. We see the God particle in every person, and therefore the one who has respect for God will always have respect for a human, no matter who he is. All people have flaws, all people have vices, but he's still a human, a human from God. Only God, love for God unites, as well as spirituality. A spiritually rich person always strives for unification. He always strives to be in society, to love and to respect. Our relationship will be better, you know, when people are able to look at the work that is being done and begin to say, after all, we belong to the same humanity. And we have, at the very basic of, in spite of everything else, we have the humanness in us that is a common, that is a common denominator. And that is, no matter what is our tribes, but in a way it was our race, no matter where we come from, no matter what is our religion, there is something that unites all of us together. And that is the human. And I think that's why the word love and divine love will ultimately be very, very, very significant. I say, look, yes, we have all the differences, but there is a commonality of what the Creator has put in us, and that is we can unite in love because we possess the humanness that cut across generation, cut across sex, cut across which part of the world you come from. When I see you, I see the humanness in you. I don't see you as a Russian. You don't see me as an African. You don't see him as you see that something in you that is humanness. That is what I want to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to deal with. I think this is a very good, uh, it's a very good proposed, proposal, and it's a good thing, you know, to have these diverse people talk about the same thing from their own different perspectives and see how we can arrive at a commonality that shows the humanness in each and every one of us. If you want to create a love between uh, two countries, between two peoples, that you have mastered to share the uh, love-hearted peoples, that you have to share your feelings with that. Within two years, within three years, that in this whole the world will be very peaceful. That's my thing. You know what, anytime you're going to get other people to talk about, you know, um, the better qualities of, of human beings and what we can achieve, because we haven't reached our potential yet, um, and, you know, put that energy out there, and again, empathy, um, and, you know, your foundation is, has to be fertile, right? You have to keep nurturing that fertility so that way you know, it can grow in, in to, to what you want it and spread. And so you need to plant the seeds. So, so it's very important. I think the time is now and that people will start talking about more and more. And I experience that I'm also opening up to the, 
thought of uh, spreading the message. We have to spread the good news, be motivating. I, th I think you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. If one person can step up and hopes, I hope that many others will stand up. Many others will help. And that's what I say is sometimes it just comes down to the need of one person. Just putting away our selfish needs and, you know, supporting each other. So I really wish that journalists and newspaper people, TV people, put more such stories of little intimate meetings as we have here. What a wonderful thing is happening here, you know. And if every community, every country has such groups of people, and I'm sure they are, Converse with someone, you actually move towards their feeling and move towards their belief to, to get an understanding. So I think uh, Alata is doing a great job of bringing people together from all over the world and, uh, and sharing the knowledge uh, and establishing communication between different uh, groups. That's, that's a great thing. Thank you. You know, it's an unbelievable movement from the numbers and uh, what little I've read about it. Really at the core of it is volunteers. The organization doesn't want funding from a source because they don't want to be dictated to as to, you know, how one should think, act. And I think that is quite radical in the way today we form organizations and, you know, we're told how to think and we're told what to think. And um, I mean, this is this is pretty impressive. That is a big, a big, big task. And uh, I only hope people will, will, will see the spirit in which it is being done. And you can get a lot of people to also agree with. When Alatra, when the knowledge about Alatra came, everything fell into place. Everything became one and everything became clear, as if all pieces came together into a single whole. When people are united, not by something external, but by something internal, by the spiritual, you look at a person and he seems to be close and dear to you. I think when we come together and when we love people, and particularly I want to thank our ultra organization for their unyielding support to make, I mean, to make this place um, a better place. And we need to live in a healthy world. When youth come together, when they come up with new ideas, we need to encourage them because all of us, we have human side within ourselves. So let's come together and let's love each other. This is all we need to do. Our message to all uh, uh, Alastra participants is always keep giving and uh, good begets good. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I definitely support 
that kind of movement uh, that Elatra is doing because it's uh, it's unconditional. It's not. It doesn't have an agenda. It's just pure pure love, pure good things, and I, I would definitely say that it's something everybody could get behind. Uh, it's, it's good for everybody. I understood the purpose of your project. It is super that it takes place all over the world. I'd like to wish you that everybody would end up saying the same thing. I also wish you much success. And I'm very glad that there is a project that covers the whole world. I hope you can show a lot of good feedback. Without the knowledge, people will get lost. There is a great lack of work on a spiritual education in our world today, in our modern society. Alatra does an amazing job, and I fully support you. I support any movement and any aspiration which leads to peace, which leads to spiritual search. And here we can say that if the movement is aimed at these things, then I respectively also support it. I think that every day you have to make a choice. Every day you should appeal to your good side, to distinguish the good side in yourself and to share it with others. The Elatra movement does precisely this every day. And this increases the chances of uniting with other people and sharing the feeling of love with them. I'm not just supporting this. I'm saying great job. Why? Because you, your project, you create conditions for all countries, all cultures and different people to share their ideas with each other. Your project enables me to get more information, to improve my understanding. You are beyond politics, beyond religion, beyond everything. You just do it about a human. Today, I'm proud that I'm here today, to be honest. Therefore, my friends, let's love one another.